This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Time now for us to catch up for our fortnightly quarter with Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins, who joins us on the line now. Morena, Aaron, good to have you with us. Kia ora, good morning. Taka Daily Times uh, this morning reporting on this government proposal uh, to revamp our uh, water reforms and take a look at how the future looks for the next generations. Four multi-region water providers would be formed to control New Zealand's wastewater, our stormwater and drinking water systems, taking on the role that's been filled by nearly 70 councils now. Your take on this? Yeah, this um, the, it is. It's still lacking adequate detail for us to be able to have an informed view as to whether uh, this will work for us or not. Um, we certainly were anticipating. You know, the the, um, the discussion has always been around um, you know, somewhere between one uh, entity for the entire country or, or five uh, regional. Entities of what we've got four, and the boundaries of those are up for discussion as to whether the top of the South Island uh, would uh, be part of um, part of it, or whether the boundary would be the uh, the Naitahu Takiwa, which is uh, slightly south of that. Um, but again, nothing nothing new that's come out this week that gives uh, any greater. Uh, confidence that public ownership of these assets would be maintained. Uh, the government have have always said that you know this would be a, a bottom line for them. But and and uh, the proposal now is that uh, they wouldn't be able to be uh, sold off or privatised without a, a referendum requiring 75% public support, which is uh, reasonably reassuring until you remember that it only takes. Uh, a majority in Parliament uh, at any given time uh, for that requirement to be removed from the legislation, and, and therefore you are uh, once again uh, at the mercy of uh, of a corporate structure. Uh, so the the ownership um, the ownership model is, is still something that uh, that makes us uh, nervous, and, and we still uh, don't know uh, what, how, or to what degree uh, local communities would have an influence uh, in how these entities would be run. Uh, we don't know uh, how will how they would interact with the, the, the planning system. So there's also at the same time significant reform of resource management and uh, we don't want to be in a situation where uh, the, the infrastructure that is provided to support development in our city, in our communities, is um, dictated to by wherever it is cheapest for uh, a water service entity to put pipes in the ground. Uh, we need it to work backwards from uh, where the most uh, sensible places are for us to uh, develop, particularly um, for for residential development, uh, as uh, as the city expands. So uh, all of those things uh, still unknown. Um, uh, I, I'm uh, I have a healthy degree of scepticism towards the. The data that they're using to demonstrate that uh, everyone will be, you know, every household in the country will be better off uh, under this. Uh, it makes some um, silly, uh, Herculean assumptions uh, around how these entities will somehow uh, be um, so much more efficient that everything will be delivered uh, sooner. Uh, at the same time, um, seems to presume that 
uh, councils wouldn't uh, improve in their productivity or service delivery over that same uh, 30-year period, and 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 neither of those um, neither of those things are an exact science. Um, so. Still, still as much uh, unknown as is known, but I think what is helpful about the announcement this week is that it absolutely put it uh, on the front page of newspapers around the country because I think, uh, to a large degree, um, the, the, the community have been unaware of the scale of reform and change that is being proposed. This is the most significant uh, discussion uh, around what local councils do and what we deliver for our communities since a reorganisation in, in 1989. It's a, it's a really big deal, uh, and uh, it's something that uh, we certainly need need people to be uh, aware of and be involved in. Might councils be able to opt in or opt out? Well, that's I mean, that's the the that's the million dollar question because all the way through, it's been sold to us as um, you know, this is something that you will have genuine. Uh, choice over uh, whether it's you know, a, a default opt-in or or or, or opt-out, but uh, it's unclear to us uh, as to what would be required of us uh, if we were to uh, opt out of such an entity, uh, and that that makes it difficult to make a decision under you know we have requirements under the local government act to understand the implications of what it is that we are voting for, as you would as you would rightly expect and, uh, and and signing up for something or you know getting staff asking staff to recommend whether you sign up for something without knowing what uh, what you are going to be required to do um, makes that makes that somewhat difficult so you know how much of a of a Clayton's choice uh, this ends up being remains to be seen what's your understanding of where to from here uh, so so there's there's a significant amount of uh, of of work uh, happening. I think primary at the moment the the the, the biggest thing, the big thing that they're going to focus on is uh, is discussion around the boundaries uh, and whether uh, whether that's whether they are right. And there's a, a number of specific points that they're asking for feedback on around the country. Um, and uh, and and. Uh, and, and eventually we'll work through the the proposal the the uh, to a point where um, we will be able to we'll have a concrete proposal to be able to take to our communities uh, for uh, for feedback with the expectation that decisions would be made before Christmas. Uh, the, the government are determined it would seem um, not unsurprisingly to to get this uh, get the decisions made. Uh, before the local body election cycle kicks off next year. All right, well, no doubt we, you and I will talk about this again and uh, and let's hope it stays in the, near the front page of the paper because it's a mm. critical issue for all of us. Important day yesterday, uh, councillors uh, were considering whether to allow Māori representatives on two standing committees and um, that was passed 14 to 1 yesterday. Both the Infrastructure Service Committee and the Planning and Services Committee uh, would have uh, extra two delegates, one each from Otakao Runanga and Kati Huirapaki Pukitaraki Runanga under that proposal and it was passed. So your take on that? Yeah, this is um, significant <laughs> for for the city and and 
and for the council. We made uh, a commitment this part of a decade ago that one of the overarching um, values, if you like, of our strategic framework is committing to the, the principles of, of the Treaty of Waitangi and and we've acknowledged more recently that uh, that could use uh, a better articulation in terms of well, what does that actually mean but uh, what it certainly means uh, is uh, involving uh, mana whenua, people of, of this place uh, in the decisions that we make uh, as a council uh, on the issues that matter to them and, and that has largely been uh, delegated to a group called the Māori Participation Working Party which is a, a terrible and patronising name but that's, it, it, is what, it is what it is and, and that has historically been somewhat transactional but more recently has uh, has been a, a far more strategic conversation and that involves uh, council laws um, from uh, from the city uh, representatives from Katihuirapa uh, and Otako and also from uh, from Arautihiru Marae, representing uh, Mata Wakamari, who are uh, Māori who live here but don't fuck a papa to our, to our local Runaka. Um, and it's been great to see that relationship evolve and those conversations uh, develop, but the whole thing falls over if you're not ultimately involved in making decisions about the things that we are talking about. And so uh, we uh, we will now have, uh, as you say, two uh, representatives, one each uh, from each of the runaka, uh, sitting on those standing committees, um, presenting the mana whenua perspective in the discussions and debates, uh, and being involved in uh, making decisions uh, on those committees. And and that is a um, it's a it's a big it's a big milestone for the relationship between the city and 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 mana whenua, but it's by no means uh, an end point you know, these things will continue to evolve and and what these appointments do is allow us to have uh, you know, we can now move on to have wider discussions about how our representation arrangements work and uh, how the uh, interests of of maori are, are best served in the work that we do i mean we have uh, aside from our own um, desire to uphold the principles of the treaty of waitangi we have Legislative obligation uh, under the local government act to um, uh, to work with Tangata Whenua, and and, uh, and and this is a big part of this is a, a big part of being able to make good on that, as opposed to paying lip service to that. Not universally supported by councils, fourteen to one, and we did uh, hear also that along the way, uh, Councillor Houlihan received well, certainly a disturbing for many e- email about what the consequences for her might be if she supported the motion. Um, it does reflect that there's still some work to do out there uh, in the, in the wider sense with our our, our communities. Oh, yeah. Racism is alive and well in Dunedin. I think we're kidding ourselves if we pretend otherwise. Um, but I, I think you know there are there are far worse uh, consequences of a debate of this nature than someone getting re-elected or not. Uh, and I would be cautious about um, <clears throat> making that uh, about me or about myself. I'm, I'm, I'm aware, and we've seen this. You know, well-resourced, toxic, uh, divisive campaigns up and down the country whenever Māori representation has been raised in, in local government, uh, and the and the targets of that aren't me, 
and uh, and the uh, and the the collateral damage and the fallout uh, from that is is borne by the communities that we are um, trying to um, do do better by and and this is you know this is nothing new um, it was only it's you know within the last twenty five years that Aratiru uh, Marai was burned to the ground here in Dunedin the day after the Naitahu Treaty Settlement uh, legislation passed through Parliament. This is uh, within recent history, uh, and 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 this is certainly um, uh, this is this is this isn't a reason to not do it. But uh, you know, I, I think we've got to be careful about uh, who we centre uh, in discussions about uh, who is at risk uh, from the kinds of debates that we're having. The relationship between uh, yourself and Otago Regional Council a little bit strained earlier in the week. Uh, you made some comments about their regional public transport plan. Had to backtrack on a couple of things. Uh, how are relationships and what do you understand by uh, about some of the concerns that you raised? Yeah, never been happier to be wrong. Um, look, and I, th- I think the entire, uh, that, that entire discussion is, is indicative of... Uh, the relationship that exists or doesn't uh, in terms of how we manage our our transport system in the city and and we are uh, the city council is increasingly frustrated by uh, the what we see as the lack of ambition uh, for our bus service you know we we have a a growing population we have uh, ambitious uh, commitments to be a zero carbon city we need uh, to be uh, a little more uh, aspirational about how we think about our transport system and 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 that um, that hasn't been that that hasn't picked up i i don't believe in the in the um in the in the delivery of that service by the regional council and, and the the public transport plan doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? They've also just signed off on a on a ten year budget. So while the plan may allow for them to do various things that we would like to see, there's no money in the budget to to support that. But look, it's 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 incredibly difficult at the best of times to try and plan an integrated transport network when different parts of that network are run by. A different um, local body organisations, and in, a, in an ideal world, under the current system, you would have far stronger lines of uh, of communication. And you know, hopefully, if, some, if, if something good can uh, can come out of this, is that we will at least be able to to do that. But it is uh, it remains the view of of myself and and my colleagues uh, that the the, the bus. Service the public transport system uh, for Dunedin would be best managed as part of the city council's transport network. Well, we look forward to the ongoing development of that story over the coming well, probably not months, but probably years. Um, just finally, <laughs> uh, Aaron, uh, tomorrow, the second of July, sees uh, the formal launch of the Puaka Matariki Festival for 2021. Uh, this is a wonderful time of year, right? Yeah, it's it's good, and it's obviously um, it, it's been thrust into the spotlight in recent times, and, and next year will be a, a public holiday. And I, and I think one of the great things about uh, the the resurgence and in interest, or the re, or the renewed interest in Puakamatriki is that we have an opportunity uh, collectively as 
uh, as Marty and Toei, we to uh, come together and, and learn from and celebrate uh, Matauraka Māori, and, and that looks different and it's at different times for starters, but that looks different in different parts of the uh, of the of the motu. But this is yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's a great thing to be able to come together and celebrate uh, in the darkest depths of winter. Um, and it's it's certainly something that is only going to grow uh, in significance, and and we'll certainly be uh, celebrating on a on a grander scale uh, next year to to mark the the fact that it will be a public holiday but it's you know it's 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 exciting thanks so much for taking some time to join us as you do each fortnight here uh, on ORFM's awesome morning show Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins go well we look forward to another quarter in a couple of weeks time kia ora. thanks Jim this podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air